0: You're listening to the Morning Run. I'm Julian Ong, together with Joyce Go, and we're looking into the main business news for today. Now, the Securities Commission have has come out with new regulations to uh, tackle or to uh, supervise digital currencies and digital tokens. Uh, and uh, one ruling that has been made is uh, how ICOs are or initial coin offerings are views are viewed. In the past, ICOs were being used by uh, certain creative corporations uh, creative to skirt corporations. Uh, to. Skirt good regulation because uh, this is uh, defined as not being securities and yet uh, mm-hmm. receiving the owners of IC- ICOs receiving uh, economic benefits of those uh, securities of those companies.
1: Well, so this new law governing digital currencies and assets, the Capital Markets and Services uh, Order 2019 comes into force today and under this new law, digital currencies and digital tokens are defined as securities and therefore they'll be regulated by the SC.
0: Yeah, so it was a very interesting interesting structure in the past because uh, some sort of a foundation was set up uh, in which uh, some sort of a contract was being signed by the founders, uh, the the sponsors of the ICO and the beneficiaries of the ICO uh, to the extent that it almost looked like uh, ICO holders owned the company Mm -hmm. but not being subject to regulation. Uh, And there has been a bubble uh, in the ICO market in the last two years or so. Anything that you raised, uh, you know, any ideas that you put out there would easily raise 10, 20 million US dollars. So it was a great way for uh, such companies to raise money. But uh, last year, the crypto market didn't have a very good year. Um, Apparently, 700 billion US dollars was erased from the market capitalization of digital assets.
1: Well, but this new law, Julian, it's going to be an offense to offer an ICO or operate a digital asset exchange without the permission or approval from the SC. And the punishment would be on conviction, imprisonment not exceeding 10 years and a fine not exceeding 10 million ringgit.
0: Yeah, very serious offences here. Uh, And in fact, it comes on the back of um, a lot of statements coming out from other countries around the world, for example China, uh, they have called uh, for a regulation to be put around digital assets. Uh, in Japan, uh, they're more open to the idea of digital assets uh, but there are also rules for it and Vietnam, a country, you know, a developing country like Vietnam, still has a ban on uh, cryptocurrencies. I guess the stance of our regulators uh, both SC and Bank Negara is that uh, they are not uh, totally outright banning it they're Mm. keeping an open mind because uh, things ideas like uh, distributed ledgers and uh, smart contracts and so on uh, uh, could be central to uh, doing business for the future so uh, somehow you've got to um, open up the way to uh, perhaps embrace this
1: yeah i think they don't want to stifle the environment but i think what is crucial is they should monitor things like money laundering as well as you know um counterterrorism financing rules as well as cybersecurity and and things like that i think it is still important to keep track of that in japan they're open when it comes to um digital assets and digital currencies but what they have is i think they have a division that looks into anti-money laundering because it's definitely an area that they have to look into.
0: Yeah, I think, Joyce, uh, last year there was this whole host of uh, very ambitious coin uh, people who wanted to launch their own coins, Mm -hmm. right?
1: Yeah, we have a number of them. I mean, there's the Harapan coin. Remember that? There's sometime in July 2018, Khaled Samad floated the idea of a Harapan coin. And there was also La Vida coin. This was September 2018, when the SC actually issued a notice for the La Vida coin to halt uh, their ICO. I yeah, wonder stop what that. happened to that.
0: Yeah, they, they wanted to raise $1.5 billion US dollars. That's a lot. Uh, so, so that's a lot of money.
1: Also remember Country Heights with their horse coin? This was back in November 2018. I think they, they wanted to go ahead with this ICO to issue horse currencies. THANK <laughs> YOU. And uh, there was, yeah, also Copycash, a Singapore-based blockchain startup intended for an ICO back in January 2018. SE also ordered ordered for them to halt their scheduled ICO.
0: Yep. Uh, related to this is the news that uh, the IRB will be looking deeper into e-commerce businesses, including those who are operating on social media platforms uh, to collect information on misreported asset declarations. I guess this is continuing with the IRB or the Inland Revenue uh, Board's Theme to cast a wider net on taxation.
1: Yeah, I guess what they're doing is they're using technology when some people are using technology to to pay less tax. What they're doing is they're using technology to to find these people, to find the leakages, right? So what they will do is to browse internet and social media to search for online businesses that have yet to register as taxpayers. Because when it comes to Tech, what you can do is you can sell, I guess, big cakes and you can sell them online and not declare income for some of them. As well as, you know, in this day and age where we have social media influences, you can do deals with brands, certain brands, and you get paid quite a lot for a post, depending, maybe a post or a handbag, you get paid twenty thousand ringgit, And if over time, imagine how much you make, right? And if that crosses a threshold, you should declare income.
0: Uh, absolutely Mm. Uh, a lot of leakages for for taxes uh, and therefore the IRB is uh, fighting fire with fire, Mm -hmm. fighting technology with technology. Mm -hmm. But I'm just wondering whether this will stifle a very uh, nascent and fledgling um, sector in Malaysia because uh, we we need a kind of new sector to boost the growth of the economy.
1: Yeah, well, there is a threshold. So if you earn below the threshold, you don't have to pay taxes. But if you earn above a threshold, you should. And I think um, the IRB has identified about 80 Eligible taxpayers, that's about some 76,000 individuals and 4,000 companies who have failed to pay or declare their taxes. So they're coming after you guys.
0: Yeah, I think this is uh, to make an example out of people uh, as a deterrent uh, not to run away from their taxes. But I hope that the focus would be on big guns and not the small fries mm-hmm. because uh, 76,000 individuals may not uh, earn as much in terms of taxable income than uh, the 4,000 companies or even you know a few big companies that are out there.
1: Yeah, I think what you're doing is also because of this special voluntary disclosure program, a lot of taxpayers, I mean, right now you have the option to declare your undeclared income and get like a, a discount in a way when it comes to that. So um, that could help. I think what RB is also looking to do is they want to go through third-party information and internal information gathering. So they're using web crawler software to mine data. So again, you know, using tech.
0: Exactly. Joyce, the other big news is that real estate developer Capital Land, I think one of the biggest uh, real estate uh, asset owners in the region, has struck a deal with Tomasic Holdings to purchase Essendus and Singbridge uh, valued at about $11 Sing billion
1: Yeah, the thing what they're doing is they're also looking to diversify because Essendus Singbridge is mainly a business space operator that is in logistics business parks as well as data centers so moving beyond just shopping malls because um, actually Capital Land is here Jolene, remember, because they're in a couple of malls here, um, for example in Penang they're in Gurney Plaza, Queens Bay Mall here in KL they're in Sungai Wang the mines as well as 3 Damansara, they used to be Tropicana Mall so, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, um, th- there's a lot of interesting businesses. I mean, the usual stuff is like shopping malls and uh, hotels, uh, but there's also office space, there's logistics. Um, there's, uh, I think uh, the local Malaysian uh, um, Raider Association is trying to come up with a residential REIT as well, which mm. is going to be very useful uh, to tackle the o- home ownership afford- affordability issue in Malaysia. But, you know, uh, as far as Capital Land is concerned... Uh, there is a new he, the, the CEO just took over right Li Chi Kun took over in September and he's just 43 um, and this deal is probably his way of making his mark mm. on capital land uh, where the you know the assets are now breaching $100 billion to $116 billion that's a lot yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but I guess it's reinventing the company which I think when it comes to their malls portfolio they should reinvent some of them as well because you know with this whole shift when it comes to shopping is no longer just shopping and brick and mortars going online so to make their malls more of a destination like for example Sungai Wang it used to be so popular back in the day but right now not many shops left I think they're trying to reinvent it but yeah. whether or not it will be successful perhaps
0: uh, re- repurpose it for a co-working space mm. who knows uh, Good that's, idea. A, that's an upcoming business alright uh, we'll bring you updates from Bursa Malaysia that's coming up after the 9am news stay tuned BFM 89.9 Thank you for listening to this podcast